Welcome to Grace Covenant Church, D.C. You're listening to our weekly sermon podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message. Good morning. <laughs> Pastor Rich. You know, I, I'm convinced that in another life, me and Pastor Rich would probably be tag team partners in the WWE. <laughs> they would call us like the salt and pepper connection. But I love Pastor Rich. He's amazing. Um, Pastor Donnell and Pastor Marianne have been away in Israel for the past couple of days, and so they're away right now. But he has loved you all enough where he's allowed me to share a word with you. And I really believe this word is right for this season. Um, It has to do with transitioning. You know, we've been here for three weeks now. And so, come on. 20 years. 20 years. And it's amazing that over these 20 years that I've been here, I've seen God transition us. And so this message, the title of this message is Transitioning Well. You know, we talk about being a people, being the church, individuals. You know, we have to learn how to transition well in life. You know, and transitioning well is not easy. It's it's hard at times. And so I'm hoping today to give you four uh, practical truths that will help you wherever you may be in your own transition or season. But at the end of the day, God wants us all to transition well. Amen? Amen. So, Father, I thank you for your word, for your people. Remove me. Holy Spirit, have your way today. Have your way. Speak to your people. Do what you do best. Transition us, God. Position us. Posture us so that me way here see your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And so when we're talking about transitioning well, you know, I really want to define transition. You know, if I'm going to be using this word transitioning, I want to make sure we are all on the same page about what does it mean to transition. And so for, for definition purposes, transition, to transition is the movement. Say the movement. movement. The development. development. The evolution. And I'm not talking about Charles Darwin, Darwinism. We're not evolving into monkeys and all this. I'm talking about that God is desiring for us as believers to conform more into his image, that he made us, he created us, he fashioned us into his image and into his likeness. And because of the fall of man, we've lost some of that. And so this this principle of evolution, God is trying to transform us, to conform us back into his image. And he uses transitions to do that. And so it's the movement, the development, the evolution from one stage, one form, one season to another. And that there is this expectation. There's an expectation that formation occurs, movement occurs, development occurs, evolution occurs. And so when we're talking about transitioning, that God is a God who desires for all three of those things to happen. Anyone just with a show of hands going through a transition right now? All of you, right? Every one of us. You know, I've got down a couple different transitions, and so you've raised your hands. You could probably speak to some of this. Singleness to marriage. Anyone transition from being single to being married? Come on. <laughs> marriage to having kids. Yeah, they're quiet. <laughs> That's a different type of transition. Woo! All my kids are here. I love all three of you. Infant to teenager, right? You transition from infant to teenager. Teenager to adulthood, right? 
Career transitions. Anyone transitioning in careers? A promotion, right? A promotion is a transition. Getting laid off is a transition too. I mean, that's real. Transitions are real. Transitions in leadership. Middle school, high school, college, higher education, relationships. You know, God transitions us in and out of relationships. I'm, I'm in my last relationship. I'm married, happily married. Come on, my wife is right here. I don't need no more transitions in relationships. I've done enough of them. Lord knows I've done enough. Spiritual calling, that there is a transition in our calling. God is raising us. He's maturing us. He's bringing us up. Life and death is a transition. The reality is when we transition on to be with the Lord, that is a transition from this world to another world. And so God is a God of movement, development, evolution. We see in the Bible, in fact, that the Bible in its entirety is stories of transition. You have the fall. You have the, the creation, the first narrative, and then you have the fall, and then you have the redemption narrative, and then you have the new creation. All of those are stories of transition. Israel, God's chosen people, he raised up Israel to transition. And so Israel experienced transitions. They went from Egypt into the promised land and from the promised land into exile and from exile. They've gone through transitions. We as people, our lives are marked with transitions. We go from high school to college, from college to whatever, but we experience transitions. And so I really believe that God is using all of these transitions to move us, to shape us, to develop us, to evolve us into what he desires for us to be. Do you agree with that? Awesome. So I've got four. Say four. Four basic truths that are going to help us help embrace transitions more. The first truth, and the first service did very good. The first truth is transitions are promised. Transitions are promised that you can guarantee with money in the bank that you will go through a transition. Number two, transitions have a purpose. That every transition we experience in life, it has a purpose. Number three, transitions occur in periods. That there are periods in which transitions occur. I'm not talking about an event, but I'm talking about a beginning and an end. And number four, transitions change. They alter our perspective. And so again, transitions um, are, are promised. Transitions are, are, have a purpose. Transitions occur in periods. And then last one, transitions change our perspective. All right, transition, truth number one. What's transitions are what? Good, good. You're listening. Transitions are promised. They're inevitable. They're unavoidable. You cannot run from a transition. You will experience transitions in life. God desires, say God desires, to manifest himself in his will through the various transitions in our lives. The reason why transitions are promised is because God desires to manifest himself in his will in your life. He's that loving. He's that gracious that he wants to show himself more in you. And that's why you experience transitions. And so I've got a couple passages that we're going to go through. But the first passage is uh, Exodus 3, 7 through 10. And I'm going to use the nation of Israel as an example of, of a people who experienced transitions. You know, God made a promise 
too. And everyone saw the Prince of Egypt, so I'm going to talk a little bit about this, but some of you did. You should have. It's been around long enough, God knows. But God made a promise with Abraham years ago, and he said, out of your nation, out of you, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless everything that comes out of you, Isaac and Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel, that your generation is going to be my people. And so here you have Israel, which was the descendant of Abraham, that covenant that God made with him. And so they find themselves in Egypt, and there's like this expectation. Everyone that's known Pastor D enough, long enough, he has this saying, there's this expectation. Man, we're Israel. We're God's promised chosen people that he's going to do great things through us. And here you see in Exodus 3 a violation of that covenant. They find themselves in slavery. Exodus 3, 7 through 10, if you have it. And I'm reading from the NIRV translation. Don't ask me why, but I'm reading from the NIRV translation. The Lord said, say the Lord said, I have seen how my people are suffering in Egypt. I have heard them cry out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to save them from the Egyptians. I will bring them out of that land I will bring them into a good land. It has a lot of room. It is a land that has plenty of milk and honey. The Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Parasites, Hivites, and Jebusites live there. And now Israel's cry for help has reached me. I have seen how badly the Egyptians are treating them. Verse 10. So now I am sending you to Pharaoh, and he's talking to Moses. I want you to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. These are my people. God's will for Israel was to transition them out of Egypt into the promised land. Then when we're talking about God's will and revealing himself, it was his will to fulfill a covenant he made with Abraham that the promises of God and what we experience in transitions, all are because of God's perfect will for your life. And so when we experience transitions, and they're promised, they're unavoidable, they're God's will to bring us out and to bring us into things. You know, I look at my own life, it's like God had a perfect will for me. He desired to transition me out of a state of foolishness. <laughs> A state of folly. You know, that word folly defined means um, lack of good sense. Most of my life, and I'm being honest, my wife's here, I would say 90% of my life I really erred on the lack of good sense mode. A lot of the decisions that I've made, even in marriage, I lacked good sense, foolishness, folly. And so for me, God desired to transition me out of that state of foolishness. When I was in college doing all the things that I shouldn't have been doing, in high school, and, and then even being single, everything that I did, he was trying to transition me out of that into his promised land for my life, to be happily married, to have three beautiful boys, to be here preaching the word, that that was really God's promise to transition me out of that. And he's got the same promise for you all as well. It's great. I think that's good. I wouldn't be up here if it wasn't good. 
Transitions have a purpose. Truth number two, transitions have a purpose. And when we talk about purposes, oftentimes we can't understand purpose until we've answered the real question to why. Anyone ever ask themselves, why am I going through this transition? Right? Why am I going through? I was good with Egypt. I like me. I like being single. I like whatever. Why do I got to transition into this new season? Why are you transitioning me, God? Have you ever asked the question? We experience transitions because God loves us. He loves Chris enough that he said, yeah, you like yourself, but I love you that I want to change you a little bit. I'm not pleased with the way you are. I'm not pleased with the way you've been behaving. I'm not pleased with the way you treat young ladies. I've got to change you. And so I've got to create transitions in your life to do that. He won't allow us to remain the same. Deuteronomy 7, verses 6 through 8. Deuteronomy 7, verses 6 through 8. Verse 6. And I think it's on the screen. You are a holy nation. The Lord your God has set you apart for himself. Mm. He has chosen you to be his special treasure. He chose you out of all the nations on the faces of the earth to be what? His people. The Lord chose you because he loved you very much. God chooses us because he loves us very much. He didn't choose you because you had more people than other nations or because you had more gifts or more talents or more income or more careers or whatever. He didn't choose you because of that. We all were disqualified. In fact, you had the smallest number of all. Sometimes our perspective is not God's perspective. <laughs> the Lord chose you because he loved you. He wanted to keep the promise he had made to your people. It's not even about you. It's the promises he made to Abraham of long ago. That's why he used his mighty hand to bring you out of Egypt. He brought you back from the land where you were slaves. He set you free from the power of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. You know, I'm reading this book in school, and it's called The Mission of God. And it's got this great point. Um, Christopher Wright's the author. I would encourage you all to read it if you have a chance. But um, he shares this exhortation. Um, the Exodus stands in the Hebrew scriptures as the great defining demonstration of Yahweh's power, love, faithfulness, and watch this, liberating intervention. I'm not talking about Egypt anymore. I'm talking about our lives. On behalf of his people, it was thus a major act of self-revelation by God and also a massive learning experience for Israel. God chose his perfect will to be manifested in Israel's lives because he loved them that much. That their transition out of Egypt into the promised land was so that God would reveal himself and that they would say, there is a living God. The reason why we can sit here and embrace 
the why behind transitions is so that we can say, I love God and God loves me. He demonstrates, he shows his love in me and through that. And so I want to encourage us um, to get to point three. Transitions are our understanding. So without understanding God's purpose for transitions, we can't endure the periods. So when we're talking about point number three, what's point number three? Transitions occur in periods. You know, but I don't know about you all. For me, I don't like periods. I'm very impatient. You know, I, I can't, when it comes to time and things, I just can't be patient. And so for me, understanding the why, the purpose behind what I'm doing. You know, I've been married for 15 years. And so what I've learned, come on, praise God, 15 years. But one of the, one of the, the, the tools, the resources, the, the, the just pillar stones that God has given me is communicate why to your wife often. You got you to always tell your wife why. Because for her, if she's following your lead, she can find herself enduring over periods of time. Any wives would agree with that? The wives ain't, they don't want to raise their hand right now and understand why. But, but it's so critical that we understand why. Because when we understand why, we're no longer tolerating, we're enduring. And so we don't want to be people who tolerate periods. We want to endure periods because God has told us to. Truth number three, transitions occur in periods. They're not events. Say they're not events. I'm not talking about events. Transitions are pivotal moments in our lives. They bring us into seasons and out of seasons. Israel was in a season. Genesis 15, 13 is up on the screen. Israel was in a season, verse 13. Then the Lord said to him, you can be sure of what I am about to tell you. For 400 years, your family who comes after you will be strangers in another country. They will become slaves there and will be treated badly. Israel was in slavery for 400 years. I can't imagine the pain and the tolerable, just everything they had to endure. And sometimes our seasons can be like that. Now, no one's in a season for 400 years, but sometimes you can find yourselves in these ruts where it's like, Lord, I'm ready to transition out of this stuff right? Lord, I'm in my present state. Or some of us just embrace it. We've been here so long. I mean, 400 years, you think your mindset would change. So what you think is God's will is actually the norm of life because you've grown accustomed to living that way. 400 years, their mindset became a mindset of slavery. They didn't know what freedom was because they had lived it for 400 years. So when Moses appeared to them and said, yo, it's time to roll. They were like, roll where? This is home. And that's sometimes how God is. I was single for a long time. God said, it's time to roll. Roll where, Lord? <laughs> My wife ain't in this church. Okay, God has a sense of humor. She's right there. But, but seasons, we've got to understand that this mindset, that you can find yourself in a rut. And I'm not saying, this is not about a negative connotation. It could be a good connotation, that a rut is when you find yourself growing complacent. You're stagnant. And God is saying it's time to roll, but you're not ready to roll because you've grown 400 years in Egypt. You ain't got to say amen. Transitions have a beginning, end, and end. One must first 
exit in order to enter into. And I credit my wife for this revelation. Transitions have a beginning and an end. But listen to this. You must first exit before you can enter into. You must first exit before you can enter. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. You want to memorize this scripture. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. The end of a matter is better than its beginning. Patience of spirit is better than haughtiness of spirit. Pride. You know, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. This is why so many relationships are jacked up. You know, oftentimes there's this thing called closure. Anyone know what closure is? A lot of times we enter into relationships having not exited out of a relationship. And so we bring these tendencies, these habits, these mindsets, these Egyptian 400-year slavery mindsets into the promised land. And so you can be with the person that you believe God has called you to be with, but because you have that Egyptian mindset, you're still dealing with issues. you got to have closure. And so as much as we're talking about transitioning into something, we've got to transition out of stuff, out of stuff. Stuff that, and, and I, I don't have to talk about relationships anymore. It could be mentalities. It could be church hurts. It could be relationships. It could be parents, the way your parents raised you. I had that. It could be whatever it is. You've got to let it go. You've got to let it go so that you can truly enter into what God has desired for you to enter into. You agree with that? Learn when and how to exit seasons and when and how to enter into seasons. Be careful how you transition. You know, the interesting thing about Egypt was they were fleeing out of Egypt. They were running the chariots with fire and God parted the Red Sea, but they were running for their lives. Sometimes that is a, a picture of us. We're running out of relationships. We're running out of careers. We're running out. We're fleeing out of. And those may be good to some extent, but the promised land they entered into, that there was a posture. There was a confidence. There was a boldness on them that they entered into. So be careful that you don't find yourself fleeing out of stuff. You want to enter into stuff. Truth number four. Say truth number four. Transitions change our perspective. I guarantee you this truth is going to change your perspective. At the end of the day, what have you learned? I got to read this. I credit my wife again for this point. She should actually be preaching this message. <laughs> he who finds a wife finds favor in the Lord. Amen. Husbands, amen. amen. Come on, I'm, help, I'm helping y'all. I'm helping y'all. Transitions begin with an ending or loss. Thank you. I'm going to say that again. Transitions begin with an ending or loss. Something's lost. An identity is lost or let go so that a new one can be created, developed, and found. Oh, my God. That, that when you enter into, make it plain, I became married to this wife. There was a new identity I entered into, a husband. But I had to lose the identity of being single. I had to lose the mindset of being single, wanting to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I'm a, I'm a grown man. I ain't got, what you talking about? I took that mindset into marriage. It didn't last too long. <laughs> You've got to 
lose yourself. That when we talk about transitioning, the, 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 the old identity has to die. The Bible says the seed goes into the soil and it dies so that it can produce something that can create and sustain life. That there are past hurts and things. Sin. We were all sinners. We were all sinners. I'm going to make it plain. There was an identity that I took on as a sinner that I embraced. 400 years of being a sinner is easy. It just comes second nature. God said, now I'm going to introduce you to this thing called salvation, lordship. What is lordship for the first time? I had to let go of that old identity, the guilt, the, the shame, the, the, the challenges that I had and say, Lord, okay, if you're saying I'm saved and I'm new and real, then I accept this new identity, being new and a new creature. And so we've got to let go of identities. Does our perspective of God change after each transition? Are we okay with, I'm good with me? Do we say that oftentimes? I'm okay with me. It's like Egypt saying, I'm good with Egypt. I'm great. I love Egypt. Because in their mind, they had no picture of the promised land. Deuteronomy 4, verses 32 through 35. And I'm going to bring it home with this. Ruby, you can come up. Verse 32. Ask now about the days of long ago. Find out what happened long before your time. Ask about what has happened since the time God created human beings on this earth. Ask from one end of the world to the other. Has anything as great as this ever happened in your life? Has anything like it ever happened or been heard of? You heard the voice of God speaking out of a fire, Moses, and you lived. We can go back and look at our lives and we can say we heard God's voice in our situation and we made it through. Can anyone agree to that? Has that happened to any other people? Has any God ever tried to take one nation out of another to be his own? Has any God done it by testing his people? Has any God done it with signs and amazing deeds or with war? Has any God reached out his mighty hand and powerful arm? Or has any God shown his people his great and wonderful acts? The Lord your God did all these things for you. In Egypt, he didn't do it in the promised land. He manifested himself in Egypt. Sometimes we're looking for God to do something amazing in the promised land, in the good times, in the things where everything's kosher and great. He said, I showed myself best in Egypt to you. With your very own eyes, you saw him do this. Verse 35, the Lord showed you those things so that you may know he's God. Mm. There is no other God except him. God walks with us through transitions, y'all. That it is his desire 
to reveal himself to every one of you, to me, in the midst of transition. That for us to be a people that know what it means to transition well, we've got to see him. We've got to experience him. We've got to embrace the good things about God. God walks with us through transitions. He reveals himself to us and becomes the great I am for your situation. It's amazing that when Moses came to God and he said, Lord, you want me to take what back to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh what? He said, I'm going to make it plain to you. Tell him, I am sent you. That, that Israel, as confined as they were comfortable in their, their slavery, I will become the God I am to them. That when we talk about transitions, and I'm going to make it plain again, wherever you are in life, if you're going through a season where you're transitioning, good or bad, hurt, relationships, financials, whatever, God is the God of I am in your situation. That he will be provision where you may not see provision in the promised land. He may be the God of I am in your health situation right now. He may be the God of I am in your financial situation. He may be the God of I am in your depression right now. That wherever you find yourself in transition, God is the God of I am. And so we've got to, as a people, see him. We've got to see him. We've got to experience him. We've got to receive his perfect will for us in this season. Do you believe that this morning? Can you stand up with me? I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for every transition we find ourselves in, Lord. Lord, even those moments where all we see is darkness, not knowing the road is before us, God. You're the God of I am. You are the God of I am. And so, Lord, I pray in this season of the church, you would manifest your glory. You would manifest your presence. You would manifest your perfect will in every area of our lives, Lord. Lord, I even sense now in just relationships, Lord, you are transitioning people out of relationships but into new relationships. You're transitioning people out of locations, out of business, out of just, Lord, you are transitioning people in this season. And Lord, I'm asking for grace. Lord, let your grace fall on us. Give us the grace to endure not looking back at Egypt. <laughs> Interesting thing that Israel fled Egypt, but Egypt did not fled Israel. That there was still this mindset of Egypt in Israel. Lord, may we let the Egypt mindset go in our lives. That you are desiring to do a new thing in us. That, Lord, we've got to let the past go. Let the past hurts. Let the past identities. Let everything that we thought we were identified by. Lord, may we let it go in this season. All the failures, all the guilt, all the things that have hold us back. May we let it go. We're new, new creatures. I thank you right now for new creature. 
a new season. May we no longer be held back in old seasons. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. To learn more about our church or to watch video sermons, visit gracecovdc.org.